0: And away we go, Hour 3. It is a great day for Talk Radio. Boy, you know, it seems kind of weird that uh, when Danny mentions this weather statement in effect and you've got uh, tornadoes touching down west of Ottawa and the system blowing through where uh, there is still some severe uh, storm activity between Hamilton and Niagara Falls to the west of us, we look out here, there's so much concrete (laughs) that you don't really have this sense that anything is going on. I get some, you know, of these... uh, What do we call them? Screens on the fences that are blowing around? Uh, Yeah, they're being buffeted by the winds. But otherwise, uh, hopefully everybody's safe. And, you know, not too many limbs have come down from the trees in some of the leafier neighborhoods. This tends to be a problem every time the wind rears its head this way. uh, You know, gusts to 80 kilometers as we're anticipating later tonight, as well as maybe having passed through. It does bring down uh, branches and transmission lines and so on and so forth. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and keep you posted should there be any other... Uh, stories that weren't uh, bringing to your attention. Now, one storm that blew through here earlier today uh, is of the physical kind. When we had the finance minister of the province suggest that uh, we're really in dire straits, in hark to the tune of $15 billion. That's the deficit for the current year. The liberals had misled us. They said we were pretty much uh, in balance, even though that had been in dispute with the Auditor General. You might recall their uh, auditing... Uh, statements were different than what Bonnie Lissick had suggested, and uh, we tended to believe her, and now uh, we find out to what extent. A $15 billion deficit, that's added to a cumulative debt now in the province of $338 billion. This was Vic Fideli er earlier on the program, the Minister of Finance.
1: The Liberals wanted to present a balanced budget found out they don't know how to balance the budget and didn't, ha- didn't have a hope and heck of balancing. So they took debt, put it across the, literally across the street from Queen's Park into Ontario Power Generation, who's a cr- uh, one of our corporations, put the debt there and said, look look how clean our books are yet the debt was hanging across the street. That's exactly what they
0: did. All right, it's called creative accounting. So, uh, and some might <laughs> say it's cooking the books. But here we are, and uh, where this leads us going forward is the real question du jour, and we'll put it to Rocco Rossi. He's the president and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, who's issued a statement in response to Minister Fideli's announcement earlier today. Rocco, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: Always a pleasure, Johnny. It is a great day for talk radio, but a bad day for the government's finances.
0: Well, and you do say in your statement that you agree with Minister Fideli that physical accountability is both a physical and moral imperative. In other words, you're suggesting that there's some immorality at the uh, root of all of this.
1: Look, at, as the minister uh, said very appropriately, um, today, there is nothing big-hearted about spending money that you don't have and piling on debt onto future generations. It's one thing to prime the pump, but when you've been through multiple years of economic growth and you know that uh, recessions eventually come and slowdowns come and all it's going to take is a hiccup in NAFTA and changes in taxes in the U.S. and so on, we um, we need to build dry powder to deal with that, and, and that's going to require uh, a path to fiscal sustainability. Uh, we uh, and our members stand uh, shoulder to shoulder with the government on the need to to do that, and we'll work um, closely to uh, to make that happen so that we can continue to... Grow the economy and and generate jobs and connect people to much needed jobs.
0: Again, Rocco Rossi, who's the president and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, uh, representing on 60,000 members. So uh, this is a significant lobby group. You say our goal is to stimulate critical economic activity such as investment, entrepreneurship, and job creation. Now, in light of this, and you know, you did allude to NAFTA as well, and uh, NAFTA could derail the best laid plans here, as you well know, Rocco. Uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. But in the absence of that, or uh, even, you know, uh, should we get some kind of a deal? How do we still make Ontario attractive to uh, capital investment when we've got this debt hanging like the sword of Damocles over us?
1: Well, look at win, lose or draw on on NAFTA. The reality is we have to up our game. We have to become more competitive. We do have to reduce uh, the regulatory burden on uh, on business, and so the various initiatives on red tape reduction, the appointment of uh, a senior deputy minister to work across ministries on that is something uh, we certainly take very seriously. Ontario has almost four hundred thousand regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, the province of British Columbia, not exactly known as Dickensian England, has fewer than 200,000. How is it that we have twice as many? Uh, it's ridiculous. And each of that, that's more paperwork that is um, slowing people from doing what they should be doing, which is their work to create uh, greater wealth for us all. There's also all kinds of work that we can do around the skills file. Uh, for too many generations, we've been telling our kids, you know, if you're super smart, you got to go to university. If you're not quite as smart, go to college, and if you're a bit of a dummy, you should you should get into the trades. Uh, and the result of that is is my plumber can buy and sell me four times over, John. He's got a place in Scottsdale and Georgia Bay. He's running a multi million dollar business, uh, and and uh, gets to choose the clients that he has. We have a crisis in skilled trades that we have to correct, and that we have to work universities, colleges, business, labor, the government together on. We we need to continue to have immigration rules that bring the best and the brightest um, to uh, to this country to to grow our labor pool, to grow the skills, uh, and that that's, that. There's so many of those areas there All right, are to, to fulfill.
0: Well, fulfill off. the requirements that uh, obviously are existing here and costing us in lost productivity. We've talked about this in the past. I just wanted to back up because you talked about cutting red tape and you cited the example of BC, uh, where again, uh, you know, it's a province that leans to the left and yet they've got far fewer regulations than we do. Give me a concrete example or two of where we could cut red tape and make an impact.
1: Well, uh, you know that. Uh that uh, the Chamber of Commerce is on the record asking for the repeal of Bill 148. There are a whole host of additional regulations on the HR and scheduling side that are making it difficult uh, for small and medium-sized businesses, and that would be a tremendous step in the right direction. But there, there's, so many, there's so many others. I just heard the story the other day of a fellow Uh, a farmer who's building out a a barn and using the old regulations, which are still the ones on the books that predate uh, available air conditioning, he's being forced to uh, build a barn with 19-foot ceilings because you needed a certain amount of ventilation. Well, now uh, you could build uh, a much smaller, uh, much lower ceiling ceiling, have air conditioning, deal with all of the ventilation issues in a modern situation, and yet you've got these rules in the books that are creating havoc.
0: You know, and I've talked to developers as well. They say uh, before you can even put a shovel in the ground, from the time that you know you first make your application, sometimes it can be as long as ten years.
1: Well, there's that. There's permitting uh, mines as well that are have similar issues, and yes. We have to put safety first. We have to ensure that uh, corners are not uh, are not cut, lives and health and safety are not put at risk. But uh, we have to get crazy things out of people's way if we expect the economy to continue to grow. And particularly when you're fiscally strapped, uh, as was clearly laid out uh, today, you want to find things that are not going to cost. Uh, money are going to cost a lot less and have a great impact.
0: Well, you know, the other uh, bugaboo here uh, is what Donald Trump is doing stateside, having cut corporate taxes from, what was it, 39% down to 21%. Uh, Personal taxes have also been slashed. We're no longer a competitive environment, except that uh, we would have our dollar tank. Conrad Black was talking about that in hour one, take it down to, you know, like 65 cents to maintain competitiveness. Otherwise, how do we attract investment capital to Ontario? Uh, we need to cut taxes. Doug Ford would have to, wouldn't he?
1: Well, look, at uh, it's not just the, the levels. And clearly the move by the Trump administration has removed what, what was actually a bit of a competitive advantage we've had for a few years in certain segments. But the real game changer, and it's something that uh, we at the Ontario Chamber, uh, our colleagues at the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, and now the provincial government, Um, is lobbying um, Minister Morneau, and that is that they've also added 100% accelerated depreciation on capital investment. So imagine, Johnny, you're a manufacturer, you've got operations in the U.S. and in Canada, and if you invest in new machinery that's going to increase your productivity and help you grow and be more competitive in the rest of the world – if you make that investment in the U.S., you get to write that investment off in one year. Uh, here, depending on the type of investment, that could be three years, it could be five, it could be seven years. So do the math. Where are you going to put your money? And we're already seeing significant slowdown and reversal in foreign direct investment into Canada because it's becoming a much, much more difficult place to do business in relative to other choices around the world, including south of the border.
0: Well, it doesn't really argue well going forward. Now that we know we've got this debt burden hanging around our heads, we've got, uh, you know, the potential for interest rate hikes and credit rating uh, agencies may downgrade us, and that's going to cost us more money to borrow. And uh, we've got another tranche of debt coming up, I think, at $75 billion plus that we have to renegotiate. Uh says to me we're probably continuing into deficit financing, aren't we?
1: Well, the minister made it clear today. This isn't going to, it wasn't created overnight. It's not going to be solved overnight. And you don't want to do it in such a way as to create chaos. Uh, so it has to be done appropriately. He's talked about it being uh, done also in a modest manner. And, and he, he didn't give uh, any glib, quick answers on this because there aren't any. This is going to require all of us working together. Um, to make it happen. And we were optimistic. I mean, uh, you know, business guys, entrepreneurs and gals, um, they're in business because they are risk takers. And so we're going to take on the challenge and um, together we're going to make it happen because this still is the greatest country on earth. And we just have to, uh, have to do our part to make sure we get it to where we need it to be.
0: Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Rocco. We've got to do our part here to make this a business-friendly environment because that leads to all boats rising with the imminent tide. Good enough. Uh, nice to get a snapshot of how you feel about it or your group, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, uh, relative to the Minister's announcement. $15 billion in hawk and a $338 billion debt hanging around our heads going forward. So, uh... We'll see what's in store. in. Oh, there's some real heavy lifting to be done. <laughs> All right, Rocco, appreciate you joining us. Have a good weekend. Thanks so much, Johnny. All right. I was going to say put rocks in your pockets because uh, I'm noticing people are walking against what seems to be a pretty strong wind out there. We're anticipating winds whipped around 280 kilometers. Uh, a little later on tonight, the special weather statement uh, has passed. But there are some storms. As a matter of fact, there was just a tornado, a possible tornado, touching down in Dunrobin. That's just west of Ottawa. And uh, we'll see if there's anything to report on that vis-a-vis damage or uh, any other such.